Hello, chefs. You're listening to Chef's PSA Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Natera. On today's episode, I'm going to take you through the mental process of opening your restaurant. So let's start first with an update. What have I been up to? I've been very busy this past week. I haven't... Um, been posting enough on social media for the chef's PSAs. I had to take a couple of days off. I was traveling, cooking. I did a dinner in El Paso, Texas. I know I had talked about this earlier and I shared a story on social, but it was a group of chefs. All of us are from El Paso. So you had Rico Torres from Michele. He's kind of the organizer of the El Paso family meal. He's been instrumental in getting all the chefs, bringing us together and getting us to cook together, hopefully at least once a year, but sometimes a couple more times than that. But you have other great chefs on there like Jake Rojas, Gabe Morales, Alain Delgado, Fermin Nunez, Omar Flores, Andres Padilla. There's, there's a lot of really good chefs in the group. And we all got together and we all cooked. It was, um, it was a great time. I was in charge of the dessert course. Myself and Gabe Morales, we, did a, we were in charge of the dessert and overall, it was a good event. We raised a lot of money. We were able to give back to help people. Texas Food Bank, nonetheless, that tied me up for a couple of days with travel. But update to other things. I finished the Line Cook Survival Manual. The book is done. The ebook is live. The paperback version, I'm struggling with a little bit. These are the struggles that I deal with, right? So writing the book is not that hard. Editing the book and catching all the little mistakes is very hard. And uh, there's, there's a glitch right now with the book where there's 110 pages, but it shows that there's 112 pages. So it's, it's a little messy and I'm like trying to figure it out. So I'm like beating my head against the wall trying to figure out what the glitch is because no matter how many times I've tried to correct it, every single way, the file that I have says one thing and the file that the, the publisher has says something completely different no matter how many times I submit it. Anyway, neither here nor there. That's what I deal with. That's the hard part about writing books, but uh, the book is done. I will announce it on social when the paperback version is live. The ebook is live now. You can go get it. After that, I'll start working on the audio book. I'm still working on the audio book with um, Culinary Leadership Fundamentals. That's not far off, but it's taken a little bit longer than I thought. It's a longer book, so it takes a little bit longer to read. It's probably going to end up being about anywhere from five to eight hours for the audio book where the first audiobook we did was just under an hour. So you can see that there's a significant difference. I will do a Line Cook Survival Manual audiobook as well, but that's, um, that's, probably, that's probably most likely early next year. I've also been working on a Culinary Leadership Fundamentals video course. That's pretty much done, a couple weeks away. I will have that available um, for sale on my website. But anyway, let's move on and talk about today's subject. So the mental process of opening up a restaurant and why I want to take you through this. So a lot of people go to culinary school or they dream of becoming a chef because they want to one day open their own restaurant. I'm not exempt from that. When I first got into the industry, that's all I wanted to do was have my own place. But I think there's a lot of things that people don't realize that they don't know when it comes to opening up your own restaurant. Thousands of little things that are going on that you need to be aware of and that you might not think about. And so one of the things that I do, so 
my, my job, right, besides Chef's PSA, is I mentor chefs. I, I work with a lot of chefs, um, executive chefs, cooks, people in the culinary world, restaurant owners. I work with them to help them become successful at what they do, and that's my business. That's what I do. One of the things that I do with my mentees is sometimes I take them through mental exercises. So someone had said to me in one of my mentor meetings, I should do this mental exercise on the podcast. So hopefully you guys can go along with me and you'll understand what this may look like. When I interview people, you know, when I used to be a chef and if I was interviewing a cook and I'd say, you know, what, what's your, what's your goal? Many people would say, I want to one day have my own restaurant. And I would say, okay, tell me about it. And they'd really have no idea. They'd say, oh, you know, something small and what kind of food? And they'd say, uh, um, you know, this. And then beyond the food, they'd kind of get stuck because they haven't really thought through all the small details that go into opening up your own restaurant. In my opinion, if you want to manifest something, whether it's your own restaurant or any sort of thing that you want to manifest into reality, I think it needs to first manifest in your mind. You need to have a clear idea of what that looks like, because if you can't see it in your mind's eye, then most likely you're going to have a very difficult time manifesting it in reality. And I think as a chef, you need to think about all the little things that you would have in your own restaurant. So I want to take you through the experiment, through the experience that I take my mentees through or people that I've interviewed through in, in the past of what it takes to open up your own restaurant. So I would start out with the question. And by the way, while I'm asking these questions, you should be answering them in your own mind because I want you to think about this. So this is a good exercise for you if one day you want to open up your own restaurant. So the first thing I'd ask them is, tell me about your restaurant. And they'd say, oh, you know, I want to open up my own restaurant. I said, okay, what kind of food are you serving? You got to think about that. Like, what kind of food are you serving? Most people say, you know, maybe fine dining. I said, okay, what do you mean by fine dining? Tell me the price point. What's your average check? something that they don't think about. Okay, now once we've established that, are you doing tasting menu or are you doing a la carte? Okay, they haven't thought about that either. And you know, the funny thing is most people say, oh, I do a combination of tasting menu and a la carte. Okay, great. How many items are on your a la carte menu? How many items are on your tasting menu? How many cooks do you have in the kitchen? Okay, let's say you have, a lot of people say, oh, I have a, a grill, a saute, maybe a fish cook, uh, an entremet, a dessert person, a garmage, pastry chef, a couple of people in the back. Okay, how many is a couple? How many people are prepping? What time do they come in? What time does your AM team start? What time does your AM team leave? What time does your PM team come in? They, then they start to answer these questions because now they're starting to think, okay, well, shit, I want to do all this food. And then I'll ask them, do you think you could execute that food with that many staff? Okay, great. Let's think about it. Now that we've determined all this, how big is your restaurant? Ooh. So we designed the kitchen before we even thought about how big the restaurant was. Okay, so maybe the restaurant is 100, 100 seats. Okay, great. How many days a week are you open? Five. What days are you closed? Sunday, Monday. Okay. How much money do you make per day? Hmm. We didn't think about that. How many covers do you have per day? How many covers do you need to break even? Great. What's... Let's talk about your labor costs. What does that look like? What is your average rate that you're paying your cooks? What do you pay your most expensive cook? What do you pay your most newest cook? Mm. They got to think about that. Great. How many hours a week are they working? What's your kitchen hierarchy look like? Who's the chef? 
and they'll say, I'm the chef. I said, are you the chef or are you the restaurant owner? So does that mean that you're doing the butchering? You're doing the ordering? You're standing on the pass every day? A lot of them will say, no, I hire a chef to cuisine. You know, once they think about it, they say, no, I'll get a chef to cuisine because I'm the restaurant owner. Okay, great. What do your cooks wear in the kitchen? What kind of uniform do they have? What color is their apron? Do they have uniforms or do they not have uniforms? Is your kitchen open or is your kitchen closed? What does your line look like? What equipment do you have? And they'll say this. I say, okay, well, what brand is your stove? Do you have a French cooktop? Do you have induction? Do you have a hood cleaning company? Who's your hood cleaning company? How often do they come? Who cleans the kitchen? Do your cooks clean it or do you have night cleaners? How expensive are these night cleaners? What's your budget for that? So these are all those things that you start to think about, right? So you start going through the exercise. Okay, great. Now let's talk about the dining room. What do your servers wear? How many servers do you have? Do you have a hostess or a host? What's their uniform look like? Who takes reservations when the host is not there? Do you have an answering service? So now the wheels are really starting to turn. And by, by this point, I've lost most people because they haven't, really, they haven't really thought of all these things, right? Do you have a general manager from the front of the house? Is there a separation between the service team and the culinary team? Or are they under one management? Meaning, you know, a lot of, a lot of restaurants, it's like the chef is the, um, the main person throughout the entire restaurant. Is that the same thing that you want to achieve? Or do you want to have them being equals? the front of the house manager and the, and the person that's in charge of the kitchen. Again, something that you need to think about. We talk about the service. What style of service do you have? Who makes their uniforms? Are they custom made? How expensive is each uniform? What do the plates look like? Do you use, you know, Bernadotte fine china, Rosenthal, or do you use a custom artisan who's making plates for you? What's on the table? Tablecloths? right? Why do we use tablecloths? A lot of places use tablecloths because the tables are beat up. So just because you use a tablecloth doesn't necessarily signify like people are like, oh, we don't want tablecloths. Okay. But then sometimes you have beat up tables, right? What's the trade-off? Do you want to have beat up tables? Are you okay with that? That's up to you. That's, that's your choice. Or would you prefer to have tablecloths? Okay. You want tablecloths. How much does that cost? Who does your linen? What stemware do you use? right? Are you using Riedel wine glasses or using some off-brand? Are you using the generic Edward Don brand, right? What's the flatware? What does your cutlery look like? Do you preset cutlery? Is it rolled silverware? What are your napkins? What color are the napkins? What is the design of your restaurant? Is it bright with windows? Is it dark? Are the chairs comfortable or are they cheap, right? All these things matter when you're opening up a restaurant. Do you want to scale your restaurant? Do you want multiple restaurants? Where do you want the location of your restaurant? What city? Is it in a busy part of town or is it in a slower part of town? Is it in the suburbs? Are you trying to open up a very high-end experience in a secondary market? Or are you opening it in a primary market, right? What's the demographic of the area in which you're opening up your restaurant? So you start to run through all these things in your mind. And now your wheels should be turning. You're sure you should probably be thinking right now to yourself, should I, I never thought about all of that, or I have thought of all that. I'm not sure which one it is, but if you truly want to open up a restaurant, I think you need to go through this exercise and keep asking, what's this, what's that get down to the smallest detail. Who's creating your logo. What's the name of your restaurant. What does it mean? 
What's the story behind your cuisine? Does every dish have a story? Or whose food are you cooking? Are you even cooking your own food? Or are you cooking someone else's food? The more you think about this, the more you can manifest it, the more it could materialize in, in the real world. Very successful people who own restaurants know down to the minutia of what they're doing, to the placement of the fork, where it goes, to which way you flip the plate, and can they read the name of the plate straight up, or is it upside down? So think about all these things. And I know this is just kind of a, an exercise. This is something I take people through. Um, I believe it's a good exercise to take yourself through if you're a chef or one day you aspire to open up your own restaurant so you can start thinking about all these things. But I, I will say that when it does come to opening up a restaurant, I think a lot of people don't realize the cost associated. You know, I, I don't know, I was having a conversation with a couple of chefs the other day and we were throwing out numbers. Uh, we were in this restaurant, we're looking at like, how much do you think it costs to open up this restaurant? Uh, Two million, four million. And, and the fact of the matter is like, no one's ever saying, oh, you know, 50,000. That, that, that price just doesn't exist. I mean, maybe you could get a food truck for 50,000, but even then, I'm not even sure if you could get a food truck for 50,000. I, I think for, for the most part, you're looking in the millions of dollars when you're trying to open up a restaurant. So do you have funding? Do you have investors behind you? And the fact of the matter is a lot of restaurants don't make it. That's, that's the harsh reality of this business. A lot of restaurants don't make it. A lot of people fail. So if you have a million dollars of your own money, let's say, are you willing to gamble that you might lose it all in six months? It's a tough decision and there's inevitably delays and you know one of my friends is opening up a restaurant right now we're talking about all the delays that go into construction i know when i was opening up the last thing it was like we're going to open up in june no we're going to open up in july august and the next thing you know we're opening in september right inevitably there's delays in, in restaurants and there's the unknown unknown when the restaurant opens and then you get a food critic or yelp or whatever and you could go from busy to not busy in a matter of a couple of reviews. So all these things are things that you need to consider if you want to open up your own restaurant. And I'm not trying to discourage anyone from doing that, but I want to make sure that you're having real conversations with yourself because the more real the conversation you have with yourself, the more likely you will be able to succeed in your restaurant. You have to think of everything because inevitably there's going to be things that pop up that you didn't think about. But if you've got most of it covered, you could then put your attention on the things that you didn't think about. But if you didn't think about a lot of things, you're going to spend a lot of time dealing with those and the things that you didn't even know you didn't know. Anyway, that was a, that was a fun little exercise. I like to take people through that. I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know if you like that style, um, like I said, I do a lot of mentoring with chefs and these are some of the things that I take people through. If you want to know more about that, uh, you could DM me. Um, if you want to support Chefs PSA, subscribe, leave five stars on the podcast, follow us on all social platforms. I appreciate it. Go get the book, Culinary Leadership Fundamentals, How Not to Be the Biggest Idiot in the Kitchen, and now the Line Cook Survival Manual. Go get some of the merch on chefspsa.com. The t-shirts are great. Anyway, thank you all. Hit the porno music. See you next week.